Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The connection between you and your therapist matters. That's why Alma focuses on helping you find the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search by what you want to focus on, like anxiety, relationships, or big life transitions. You can also specify preferences around gender, race, faith, and more to help you find someone who's more likely to understand where you're coming from. Alma also makes it easy for therapists to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of providers in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash not just anyone to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash not just anyone. All right, everybody. Welcome into the latest episode of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast here for WEEI and Odyssey Sports. I am Mike Cadlick, your Patriots beat reporter for WEEI. And what we have today is a solo edition of the Six Rings and Football Things show as a uh, my old friends Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. Uh, one of them worked, one of them I think an off day, but uh, I am here, ready to roll uh, at Gillette Stadium as the Patriots just finished up their 10th practice of their 2023 training camp. Uh, since it is only myself and I have no one else to uh, you know, bounce my thoughts and ideas off of, uh, we'll try and keep it as a quick hitter. And uh, what we're going to do is run through exactly what happened on the fields that I now overlook on the balcony at Gillette Stadium. On this lovely Sunday, uh, we'll go through some observations here on the offense, the defense, and the special teams. Uh, we'll hit some Pat's Perry uh, because we had some some news on this Sunday regarding uh, you know some things going on in the Patriots world. Uh, so we'll kick it right on off uh, with some observations. Like I said, the Patriots hit the field. They were uh, they were not in pads; they were in shells. Uh, pretty interesting and odd observation there, just because. Friday um, was their in-stadium practice. They didn't really do much uh, real football. It was basically just a, a glorified walkthrough. Then they had an off day on Saturday. Uh, but even still, come out here, just shells, uh, no real contact. You can tell uh, you can tell that Bill Belichick is really, you know, tur- churning, turning with the times here as, uh, you know, less, you know, less hitting is, is in this game of football. So giving them um, an off day, there was also plenty of veterans uh, that weren't out here on the field that felt like a veteran's day off. Uh, guys like David Andrews, guys like Matthew Slater, guys like Jonathan Jones. Three cornerstones on each of the three uh, three phases of the Patriots game were not at practice today. So uh, I don't. I wouldn't have called it a optional practice necessarily because if that was the case, I believe a guy like David Andrews would be out here. But uh, Andrews was absent, so figured they uh, they told him, forced him to give you know take the day off. So him, Matthew Slater, John Jones, uh, not out here today. 
Um, as far as who was here, uh, Cole Strange, I'm sorry. Let, let's, you know what? We'll do this. We'll start with the offense because David Andrews was not here. Uh, like I said, headlining some other veterans off. James Ferentz replaced him at center. Uh, Cole Strange was also not here. Uh, he was out with his leg injury. And Trent Brown, who seems to be you know staging some sort of hold-in, the type of hold-in that Matthew Judon just successfully had, uh, he was present but a non-participant. So he warmed up, wore his jersey, and then uh, did nothing. And due to the, those three, Andrew Strange and Trent Brown not being here, the starting offensive line looked as follows. The left tackle was Riley Reef. The left guard was Antonio Maffi. The center was James Ferentz. The right guard was Bill Murray. The right tackle was Connor McDermott, and that certainly showed. Uh, they struggled today. They barely gave Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, Trace McSorley any time to let plays develop uh, during 11-on-11 periods. Uh, it's tough to, uh, you know, it's tough to get a, get a throw off with Matthew Judon in your face every time, and that's sort of been the uh, the name of the game the entire time here. Is uh, the fact that not only the offensive line can't stay healthy, but you know, even when some guys are out here like Trent Brown, they're, they're still struggling. Uh, I talked about it last episode where Riley Reef, who the Patriots signed this offseason, uh, Reef started camp at right tackle and was, I don't want to say so bad because, again, they're not going against full you know, full participation, but he, he struggled enough where they, they replaced him with Connor McDermott, who was a fringe practice squad guy last season. They bring McDermott in at right tackle, and then Trent Brown starts his hold-in, and then they have to force Reef to the left side. So a guy who just got benched on the right side is now defending or, you know, taking on Mac Jones' blind side. It's just, it's not a good look. And with the return of Matthew Judon, it really showed uh, those guys struggled and, again, did not allow the quarterbacks uh, to get any throws off. Good news on offense, though. Demario Douglas continues to remain a training camp darling. He's burning guys left and right, one-on-one, seven-on-sevens, 11-on-elevens. He's everywhere. Uh, the highlight of the day for him, I would say, was, you know, he... Lines up against Miles Bryant, uh, you know, every, one guy that everybody Patriots Nation knows and loves, slot cornerback Miles Bryant. He toasted him on a whip route uh, in seven on sevens, and then he was the first target for Mac Jones in 11 on 11s. Let's get more into that because, like I said, he was first target 11s, which, which means he's starting in 11 on 11s. And you know who's not starting? Not only not starting, but not even with that first grouping that we keep talking about anymore Tyquan Thornton. Uh, at the beginning of practice, they split up the wide receivers and quarterbacks. Mac Jones, obviously QB1. He goes to one side of the field with Bill O'Brien, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker, tight ends Hunter Henry and Mike Gesicki, and Demario Douglas. So Douglas, clearly that fourth wide receiver. That that first group used to have Tyquan Thornton in it, even the last week throughout practice. And then all of a sudden today, Thornton, who comes back from what looked to be an injury last week, is now down on the other side with Trace McSorley and Bailey Zappi and a bunch of the uh, you know the second team scout team wide receivers. So uh, I'm gonna get into this more on weei.com tomorrow to talk just about you know the do an overall camp conversations on the fate of the wide receiver and where it sits today. But uh, this was definitely telling to see that uh, Tyquan Thornton was not with that first group. So we'll see what happens moving forward. We'll see what happens on Thursday when they face off against against the Texans. But the, the absence of Tyquan Thornton in that first group, certainly something to monitor. Um, as far as other observations on offense today, Calvin Anderson, offensive lineman who has been on the non-football uh, illness list, not practicing yet, but was out here today in street clothes talking to Adrian Clem. I saw him last week as well out here at one point. So 
Uh, don't want to speculate on anything that's going on with him health-wise, but the fact that he's out here and trying to you know remain a part of the team, I would say is a l- little bit small, small good sign for the uh, the offensive tackle that they signed. Their first signing this offseason. Uh, the highlight of the day on offense, besides that Douglas nasty whip route, Mac Jones hit Devontae Parker on a go route over Jack Jones in two-minute drill. Uh, a drive that I was watching closely, not meticulously, obviously, A, because it's Mac Jones, B, it's a two-minute drill, and C, you put those together, and that's something that we haven't really seen too much in the regular season throughout Jones' career. So I'm keeping an eye on it. There's 14 seconds left on the clock, and I'm thinking they're going to spike it. They just need to you know, take a long field goal, and who knows what happens with Chad Ryland here. But he ends up hitting Parker for a touchdown, uh, a great jump ball, Devontae Parker, a guy who Jones, Mac Jones had called, you know, an, an, more of an 80-20 guy as far as 50-50 balls go last season. Kind of bit him in the behind a little bit last year, but he's looking the part last year. He's continuing to show that jump ball skills. Let's move over to the defense because uh, talking about veteran days off, John Jones was not here. Um, like I said, vets day off in his absence. He, he, another guy, he wasn't here on Friday. Uh, so getting another veteran's day off, uh, in line with that Friday is kind of interesting for Jones. I don't think we've seen anything from him injury-wise. So I assume, again, Belichick working with the times, just trying to keep these guys healthy. So in his absence, uh, we've been charting and documenting that boundary cornerback position. Jonathan Jones, uh, with him out, Marcus Jones was on the outside, and Jack Jones also saw some run. That's when he got toasted by Devontae Parker. So uh, it's sort of that you know continued rotation opposite Gonzalez, who is clearly... First round pick, 17th overall pick, plug and play for them. They're going to rotate guys on the opposite side and then use whoever's not there, probably in the on the uh, in the slot. Uh, today, that was Marcus and Christian Gonzalez. Um, like I said a million times throughout the offensive line period, or the offensive period, Matthew Judon was back uh, following his restructured contract from Friday, and he put those skills that he, that earned him that contract on full display. He made it impossible for the Patriots offensive line to keep their quarterback upright today. Obviously, they're not really hitting him, but three-plus would-be sacks uh, for the defensive lineman, Matthew, or the linebacker, Matthew Judon. Um, continuing on the defense here, like I said, Christian Gonzalez, opposite cornerback, two rookies, himself and Marte Mapu, both had their first interceptions of training camp, uh, both lining up with the first-team defense in the first uh, period of 11-on-11s, and those guys are going to come in here and be immediate impact rookies for this team. Um, I'm sure that we'll probably get Marte Mapu's red non-contact jersey off of him um, this week because I, I would be shocked if they don't get him some some NFL reps immediately on Thursday against the Texans. Um, another headline from the defense today, Josh Bledsoe, who is competing in that loaded safety room with Kyle Duggar, uh, Adrian Phillips, and Jalen Mills. Uh, Bledsoe had a, uh, a very nice play. Tyquan Thornton, who we spoke about earlier, Burnt him on a deep route, but Bledsoe quickly recovered and made a nice pass breakup. Pass breakup, sort of the uh, the theme of the uh, the back end of the defense today. That's sort of where they uh, they made their bread and butter today. So a uh, nice play by him. And then during a red zone period, this is sort of this is sort of one of the highlights outside of the the offensive line struggles. Uh, during a red zone period, the defense looked to have a I want to call a substitution mishap and had to take a lap. And then they came back, and they were immediately thrown back into the fire. Um, not only is the offense with Bill O'Brien getting back to discipline uh, following last year's debacle, but the defense is as well, and that showed. And uh, they had a really good day. Jabril Pepper spoke about um, the struggle of a day they had on Friday, which, I mean, in my opinion, it's kind of hard to say they struggled 
on a Friday in stadium where they didn't do much. But nonetheless, Pepper said that uh, they got reamed out in the meeting room this morning, came out here, had to take a lap. Both of those things clearly uh, did them well because they came out here and had a dominant day. Uh, a couple quick notes on special teams from today. Matthew Slater was not here. Another vet day off. Uh, he was also, just like John Jones, not here on Friday, so giving him plenty of rest. Uh, Joe Judge, still definitely the special teams coordinator with Cam McCord being the more so a positional coach. Um, I'm not really sure where those titles are going to go, but uh, it looks like it's Judge's show. And Chad Ryland, Bryce Barringer, they are the first kicker and punter duo. Uh, these are their jobs to lose at this point. I don't see anyone, whether it be Nick Folk or Corliss Waitman, pushing them for that starting spot. Um, it's going to be the rookies, and they're going to they're gonna play pretty well because they look really good out here so far. Uh, I would call Judon the player of the day. And that's pretty much the, the takeaway here is that the defense dominated. Uh, offensive line struggled. Defensive backs are ball hawks. And uh, this defense, it, it wasn't, today was not an offensive struggle uh, play-wise. It was a, a line struggle, and it really showed that this defense is, uh, is going to be really good this season. So that's what happened on the practice fields on day 10 of Patriots training camp. Uh, that's a wrap on the observations. Now let's do a quick Pat Paris uh, to close this thing out because Jeff Howe from The Athletic, uh, who used to be a, a Patriots reporter up here, he's now national with The Athletic, um, wrote a column, I believe he posted it last night or this morning, about uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So why are we talking about the Dallas Cowboys? This is a Patriots podcast, you're probably asking. Well, uh, the Dallas Cowboys traded for Stephon Gilmore Played with the Patriots, obviously won Super Bowls here. Um, played with the Indianapolis Colts last season, and they since traded him to the Dallas Cowboys uh, this offseason. Interesting note from the Patriots is that they tried to trade for him. They were one of the teams involved, them and Dallas. So uh, despite a little contract dispute type thing, whatever you want to call it, that he had here, similar to what Judon was just going through, uh, the Patriots still wanted to bring him back. Obviously, they did not do that. They instead drafted Christian Gonzalez. Uh, at the 17th overall pick, and have him plugged and played on one side. But with um, Jack Jones's, you know, availability in question, with Marcus Jones struggling on the outside, and with that sort of rotation out there, uh, it's interesting to note that just like Andy Hart, the Patriots see that cornerback room as quite a house of cards. Also stuck in that Cowboys article um, was the fact that Ezekiel Elliott and the Patriots remain having mutual interest in each other. Zeke, obviously... Uh, was in Foxborough last week for a visit with the team. Um, so we'll see what happens with their running back room, uh, not only moving forward this week, but as preseason games go into effect. Uh, we'll see what they think of the room. But uh, something to watch considering that uh, this running back room with Ty Montgomery injured is so thin. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But keep an eye on Zeke potentially suiting up in a red and blue Patriots uniform um, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the other piece of Patriots news on Pat's Perry is the twin cast. What is a twin cast, you ask? Well, you know the Manning cast, the thing that those uh, Peyton and Eli have been doing on Monday Night Football, watching the game, giving their own input as a little dual broadcast alongside the, the main ESPN broadcast? Well, the Patriots are doing one of their own. They're going to have Jason McCourty, Devin McCourty, uh, on both Patriots.com and WBZ.com, giving their own input on the Patriots' three preseason games this week against the Texans, then the following two weeks against the Packers and the Titans. So um, if you don't want to listen to Bob and Zoe on WBZ, you then get to listen to uh, the McCourty Twins give their own little input. Uh, so I find that interesting. Obviously, those two uh, now in the media. Jason, a member of NFL Network's Good Morning Football, 
Devin, a part of the NBC Sports uh, Sunday Night Football pregame broadcast now. So uh, two guys who know what they're talking about, especially with the Patriots. So that'll be it. That'll be interesting uh, to listen to as well. So uh, that's Pat's Paris. That's the Day 10 Observations. You can follow me at Mike Cadlick on Twitter, uh, as well as the co-hosts, Andy Hart, Nick Fitzy Stevens, at Jumbo Hart, at FitzyGFY. Uh, we will be back tomorrow here on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast to recap Monday's practice. Patriots are out here at 1 p.m. I believe Andy will be back with me. So thank you for listening to my long rant here on the show. Uh, interesting solo debut, but hope you liked it. Uh, make sure you rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen on the Odyssey app as well. Just find Six Rings in Football Things. And uh, again, we will talk to you uh, tomorrow. Thank you. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.